0: For the next four weekends, I'm going to be talking to you about how to be truly likable. And if I've learned one thing about prepping for this series over the last 12 months, I've learned something that it's, it's strange. The people that I know that are the most likable can't wait for this series to, to start. And I just, I had this sort of feeling as we go into this, that it's going to be one of those series where the rich get richer you know, if it's the likable people are going to say, wow, I'm all over this because you have a sense of how important it is. And, and if I could just do a commercial for it, because if someone's here and you're saying, I don't know why Mark's talking about this for the next four weeks, trust me, the series is for you, okay? <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just like laying it right on the line today. Because, you know, I, I tell you one of the things I discover is that most people really don't understand the importance that likability plays in your life. Because a lot of the doors that are opening for you right now come down to your likability, and in some cases, not all, but in some cases, a lot of the doors that are closing for you right now have to do with likability, and, uh, you know, the Bible is all over this. I, I, I cannot figure out why churches don't talk about something, ministers don't talk about something, if the Bible is so all over. We're going to see that in this series. Now, on occasion, I've been talking to someone, you know, or, or listening, I should say, in, a, in a, maybe a counseling setting, and I, I listen to a person and I, I don't have the guts to say this, but that person's not very likable. And they're telling me about things that are going wrong in their lives, sequence one, one, two, three, four, five, six. This is going wrong, that's going wrong. And I sort of like hint at it. Do you ever, you're like, you have a friend who's telling you something and you don't quite have the courage to just say, you know what, you're not very likable. And, but you're hinting at it. You're hinting that they might have a little challenge in that area. And here's what the answer always comes back at or often comes back at. But pastor, Doesn't the Bible say that my husband is supposed to love me unconditionally or my wife is supposed to love me unconditionally or people are supposed to love me unconditionally as if it's all right for me to be unlikable because people are supposed to love me anyway. Now, I just want to get it right out of the box and tell you, yes, it's true that everybody should love you unconditionally. But there's a difference between loving and liking because I love people I don't like. I mean, I got people that, you know, that in, in my life or around me that if if that person needed help, I would be right there. If they if, you know, if they had a flat tire, I'd be there to help them with their tire. You know, if I knew that person needed something, I think I would give them the shirt off my back to help them, but I don't necessarily like the person. They have likability issues. And so I've I've thought about this as a formula to help us dial in our thinking as we begin this series. If I love you, it says what I'll do for you. If I like you, it says what I'll do with you. And that's really a very, very important distinction. By the way, I see some of you taking notes. We've got notes on the back, because today we're gonna workshop this. We've, this is not a touchy-feely kind of sermon, so I just want you to know right out of the box, we're gonna roll up our sleeves and go to work, so there's space here for you to take notes. And if you're like me, you probably, this is probably one of the series you really are gonna need a legal pad, because I've got so much to learn as we go forward with this series. So think about this, if I love you, it says what I'll do for you, if I like you, it says what I'll do with you. And I'm always, you know, telling you, and it's so true, I really am a poster child for ADHD. I have a short attention span, and I bore very, very quickly. I I don't know if there's anybody else like like this here today, but I can get bored, you know, just at the drop of a hat. And so I, I think about this often, about the people in my life that are most likable. I have a test that I employ, and it's called the golf test, because... Playing a the golf takes pretty much a minimum of four hours. And I always ask myself, could I be with this person for four hours? And, and you would be surprised how that's a refining process. By the way, if you play golf with me, you know I really, really like you, okay? No, it's not that. So I, I want you to consider that for a moment. And you say, well, Mark, I, I still would rather be loved. And, and I agree with you. It's very, very important to be loved. And, and, and indeed, you know, especially if you're in a family relationship or you're with friends, it's very powerful to be loved. And somebody could say, well, I think it's more important to be loved than to be liked. And maybe it is. But remember, if you like someone, it says what you will do with that person. And most of the accomplishments that are going to matter in your life, you're not going to be able to do by yourself. You're going to have to do it with somebody. And people are going to have to do things with you. So it's not enough to be loved. It's important to be likable and truly likable that's my goal this morning if I if I can accomplish anything I just want to set the series up and talk to you about what it means to be truly likable because how many of you know people that desperately want to be liked but they just employ all the wrong stuff and they keep tripping over their feet they're kind of a Barney Fife or a George Costanza somebody that just always wants to be liked, but they like do dumb stuff and they're always looking for some sort of shortcut to likability I trust me I'm not talking about that at all that's why the word truly is in this series what it means to be truly truly likable well let's go to work on this this, this, this morning and, and uh, I want to just start off with this and again we're sort of workshopping today and it's gonna be sort of a, a light easy touch to this message uh, so I want you to just get comfortable and I want you to feel relaxed and and just sit back and learn what God is going to teach us today through this, through this message now, it could be that someone, somebody's here this morning and you're just saying, I still don't think that it's all that important to be likable. Chances are, you're not sure yet what likable means or truly likable. There are some likability myths. And so right out of the box today, I'd like to deal with those likability myths so that you can dial in what we're going to be talking about today. And there's seven of them. And, and so let me give you these likability myths. Here's the first one. First myth says, what's not to like? I'm there. I mean, I'm the most likable person in the world. I don't know why people don't like me, because I, I know, I know I'm likable. What's not to like? Just look at me. I'm already there. If you're thinking that, trust me, that's a myth. Because even the most likable people, and I'm going to assume everybody here is likable today, even the most likable people need help in this area. We all need to grow. The second myth is that you're born with it. If you know somebody at the office who's a likable person, you just say, well, it's his personality, maybe. Or it's her personality. You're just born with it. Some people are born likable. Well, we're all born with different personalities, but trust me, God likes you. God wants you likable. And so if God works through you, you're going to be a likable person regardless of what your personality is. God knew what he made you to be. If you've got that outgoing, dynamic personality, God made you that way. If, on the other hand, you like charts and graphs and wear wingtips, God knew that, and he made you that way. So, no matter what your personality is, you can be likable. So it's not that you're born with it. Uh, This is one that I find, having spent most of my life in church ministry, this is one that I find a lot, and I'm going to talk about this before the day's over. Uh, Some people think in church especially, especially if we have a fundamentalist background, that it's not really important to be likable. I mean, I've heard pastors say, I don't care if I'm liked or not. Bless God, this is what I believe. It's as if if we have the right positions, we don't have to be likable. But you know what? It's not enough to have the right position. You have to have the right disposition as well. Myth number four, and this is big in our culture, and that is that likable people are people who have the appearance thing worked out. This is one of the reasons why I think especially teenage girls really struggle with self-esteem. Because they look at the models and look at the movie stars and look at people in public life, you know, singers, people on American Idol, and and, and they think to themselves, I'm ugly. But if I were beautiful, you know, if I had perfect hair, if I had perfect teeth, you know, if I had perfect complexion, if I had the right clothes, if I could look good, then people would like me. I just don't know that many of us get down to thinking like this, but it's in our gear work a lot of times. If I look better, people would like me. It's a myth. We're going to see that in just a moment. How many of us have watched this? Somebody that you work with, someone in your family wants desperately to be liked. And this person says, I will be whatever or whomever I have to be in order to be liked. If I'm with one person, if this person wants me to be something, I'm going to be that person. But they'll get around someone else, and they'll try to be somebody else. How how many of you have met someone like that, and it's like, you know, you want to say, please don't be a camel, and you know that lizard that changes colors depending upon its environment? You're saying, please, just let me know who the real person is here. But the issue is, this person wants to be liked so much. I don't think they're necessarily trying to be fraudulent or trying to be someone that that they're not. They just so much want to be liked, and they believe that myth that if you want to be liked, you have to be whatever or whomever people want you to be. Myth number six, and I've met people like this a lot. It's the idea that being likable is being sugary or syrupy. You know, it's, and, and, and I'm from the South, so you know I'm from where people call everybody honey and darling and all that. And so I'm not, I'm not getting after that. But have you ever have you ever been around somebody that's just like after you talk to him, you feel like you're just covered in goo? <laughs> and it's like, oh man, and you're like nobody's that sweet. No, but, but that person oftentimes, and I'm not saying that there are people that are, that are, you know, that are deceptive about this, but there are people who have the idea, oh, I'm just going to be syrupy and flattery is going to just pour out of me. And I'm going to tell everybody what everybody wants to hear, and that's going to make me likable. That's a myth. It's not likability. It's not true likability. Here's the one, number seven. I've got stars by it because I think this is the one that most of us have down deep in our gear work. And that is this, likability comes down to making a good first impression. It is like meeting people and coming across well, and that's what it means to be likable. I'm going to try to get us to focus today on the difference between being likable over the short term and likable over the long term. So all those seven things are miss. Now I did an experiment as I was getting ready for this series, and I want to walk you through my experiment, and like for you to perform your own. Uh, maybe you can do this even while I'm talking, or when you go home today. Maybe you can try this experiment on for size. But I, what I did was I I started thinking about this scale or this continuum of people in my life, and I thought about the people who were most likable and the people who were least likable. Trust me, nobody was on my least likable list who's here today. I want you to know that. So please don't, because if you're you know if you have a little bit of paranoia, you can say he's talking about me. I'm not. Pr- I promise you, I'm not. But I began to think about some people who are very likable, and I, I just sort of picked at random. I mean, I just got this person's image in my head. And thought about her and, and thought about what makes her likable. And I just, you know, was playing word association with myself as I put this person's name in the slot. And I begin to think about various things that came to mind when I thought about this lady. And I, here are some of the ones that I got. I just put down. Number one, this lady listens. You know, she, have you ever met anybody that you talk to them and like walk out of the room and, and you, you know, you hear them two rooms away saying, I can still hear you keep talking. And you're saying, no, you're not listening to me. But this lady always listens. She has a smile on her face all the time. She's cheerful, positive, easy to be around, team player, bright, intelligent, and competent. There are many other qualities that come to mind, but I I thought, what is it that makes a person likable? It's not syrupy, it's not goo. These are the things that I, I thought about that made her likable. Now, what I want you to know is that she has a very plain appearance. She's never gonna walk down the runway of a fashion show and she's sort of what you see is what she gets. She's not anybody that puts on or whatever. She's the same all the time. And I didn't say she doesn't have issues. She wrestles with issues every day of her life. See what I'm saying? A lot of the myths that we would have bought into about likability, this completely debunks all those myths. But these are the qualities that came to mind. Now, I did the other thing too. I thought about somebody that I knew who is not very likable at all. And by the way, how many, how many of you have done this test? Ask yourself... Would I want to see this person coming if I ran into him at the mall? You know, would I duck into a store that, I mean, you know, sometimes, guys, you know what's like. I mean, if you see somebody coming you don't like, you'll duck into an earring store if you have to because you just don't want to be around this person. I'm not, I don't like earring stores, but I think I'd duck into one if I could avoid this guy. Here are the words that I wrote down. He's self-absorbed. He's annoying. Sarcastic. I wrote down the word, somebody else's fault, because if anything goes wrong in his life, it's always somebody else's fault. Attitude. Talker. Suck up. He always sucks up to people. But now, on the other hand, I want you to understand this guy is a very handsome guy. I mean, he is a sharp dresser. He makes a killer first impression. And by the way, did I tell you he's also a pastor? I mean, if you met the guy, if you were around him for five minutes or ten minutes or whatever, you would think, Wow, this guy is a great guy. And it's like he always gets into situations that for a while people say, Oh, this guy's going to help us. And then after a while they're holding their nose and waiting for him to go away. So what I want to get to right now is that likability is not about making a good impression. It's not saying... Wow, I'm going to look good, and I'm going to be sharp, and I'm going to have, and, I, and I'm for good manners. I mean, all of you parents who teach your kids good manners, God bless your heart, because we're living in a, in a culture where manners are just kind of like sliding out uh, out the window. So if you do that, that's good. I'm not against making a first impression, good first impression. I just want you to be able to dial it in and draw the distinction between making a good, good first impression and being likable. Okay, you ready for ground zero? And by the way, I still want you to come back for the next three messages. But let me tell you what being truly likable is all about. Being likable over the long haul. I want you to imagine the people in your life who are likable, and I want you to understand as you think about them this very important truth. Truly likable people add. Unlikable people subtract. <clears throat> That's the reason why when I run into people that I really like, I can't wait to talk to them because like when, when we talk, I feel like something has been added to me. You know, I, I hate to be, be personal here today, but, but one of the most likable people I've ever met in my life is Paul Clark. And, and Paul and I will go to lunch together. And I, I will just tell you, I will look forward to going to lunch with Paul because I know that when I sit down with him, he's going to add. I'm going to get something. I'm going I'm to get some strength from our meeting together. And we may just sit down and swap stories and talk about life and the world and what's going on, but just who he is adds to me. And my guess is you, you can think about people like that in your life. I mean, you go to work and you see them coming, and I mean, a smile breaks out on, out on your face because you always feel added to. Now, as I said, all of us have work to do here because we don't always bring pluses. Sometimes we bring minuses to the situation. But a likable person always brings a lot more pluses than minuses, they add competence. To your team, If you have a team assignment at work and a likable person, truly likable person is on your team, they're going to add to the competency of the assignment. Or if you're dealing with somebody you know, in a business deal and somebody's truly likable, you know that person's going to bring something. I thought about the teachers that I'd had in my life who were the most likable teachers. They were always the teachers that added to me, added not only the, the teaching of the material but encouragement as well. Unlikable people always drain you. They're always taking something away. You know, you talk to them and you walk away and you think, Man, I feel like I've been robbed. I mean, you reach around for your wallet to see if it's still there. Because they just drain you. I mean, you you ever talk to somebody like that? I mean, it's like you you just sort of hate to go into their cubicle because you know that when you talk to this person, I'm going to walk away and I'm going to feel drained. This is the difference between I mean, unlikable and likable. It's the difference between a minus and a plus. Think about this. Imagine, if you will, the people that you like see a plus sign over their head. People that you don't like, you've got to see a minus over their head. Now, here's what making a good first impression is. Here's the distinction between a good first impression and true likability. A good first impression is just the promise of a plus. It hasn't delivered yet, but it promises a plus and that's why sometimes someone who makes a good first impression truly is likable there's something about your encounter with this person that promises this person is going to be an adder and not a subtractor but i know that some of you are in hr and you you hire all the time and i'll bet if i could if i could get you a talk today you would say you're right pastor there are people that promise the plus but they don't actually deliver in fact sometimes, and this is something that all of us need to be on guard for, And I'm not trying to get you to be cynical but I'll tell you something, sometimes the most unlikable people in the world will be very good at making a first impression because that is how they survive. They will try their best to come across making that first impression so they can get their foot in the door and get the job or get you to date them or you know get something from you, sell you something. They're excellent at making a first impression Because they've lived their lives on the promise of a plus sign. Now, I'm going to assume this morning, and I do assume, that every one of you is likable. I believe that, okay? If you are likable, and assuming that you are, probably the hardest person that you're going to get to like you is an unlikable person because either that person will attach to you and feel like somehow you're their savior and you're gonna help them or they will have or believe a myth about you because you are likable. And I thought about these three myths that if you know, my guess is if you're a very, very likable person, you're gonna have somebody in your life who's not likable and they're gonna believe one of these three myths about you. Here's number one, if you're likable, an unlikable person will often believe that you've gotta be a phony because they're not likable. And they struggle with social skills and human relationships. So if you breeze through, they think you got to be a phony. I, I'm the real deal, and people don't like me. So if people like you, then you got to be a phony. I hear that every once in a while. You know, someone's a very likable person in public life, maybe on television, maybe you know, maybe. Uh, in, in fact, I'm thinking about a, a guy who preaches on television, and he's a very, very likable person. I don't know how many people have said to me, "He's got to be a phony." Well, how do we know that? But unlikable people often say, got to be a phony. Number two, myth number two that unlikable people have about likable people is that they just tell people what people want to hear. And I, I listen to unlikable people once in a while, and they'll say, hey, man, I just laid on the line. I just tell it like it is. And that's the reason why people don't like me is I'm just honest that way. I'm no, just like, not likable. See, oftentimes people think unlikable people are, are phony because they just tell people what they want to hear. I want to tell you something today. If you're a likable person, you can say anything you need to say to anyone, but the reason why you'll often be successful is how you'll say what you need to say. Here's number three. This one starts in elementary school, maybe kindergarten, and it just goes all the way through life. Unlikable people sometimes say the likable person is getting ahead because she's just teacher's pet. Now, I want us to shake those things this morning, and I want us to understand the vital importance of being truly likable, of bringing the plus sign to all our relationships in life. And if we would get our hands around this, I really believe it would transform our family relationships, our work environments, our relationships with our kids and parents and friends and everything. But I could be talking to somebody here today, and you've been in church for a long time, and you're, you're accustomed to hearing the traditional church sermon. And I'm talking to you today, and you're sitting back there thinking, I don't know if this is a real church sermon or not. I don't know if this really belongs in church. If you have your bibles today, I want to invite you to Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Now, those of you who have kids in Kids World between K5 and 5th grade, you'll recognize 252 because that we we have 252 theater back there. That's taken from this verse, Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Now, before, let me set this up before I give you the verse. In Jesus' life, he, he lived 33 years. Most of what we know about Jesus' life is written about the very earliest days in the last three years. So there's all this period of Jesus' life that we really don't know what went on. We don't know where he went to high school. We don't know what sports he played in high school. You know, we don't know if he went to college or Votech school. There are a lot of things about Jesus that we don't know. We call these the silent years. And we really only have one episode in Jesus' life the Bible talks about between his earliest days and when he starts his public ministry at age 30. There's only one thing. You know, when he was 12 years old, he was in the temple, and he was confounding the experts. But that's it. Here is all we know about Jesus' life between the age of 12 and the age of 30. Here's what God wants you to know about your Savior. Luke two fifty-two. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, look at this, and in favor with God and all the people. What what you need to know about your Lord between the time he was 12 and he was 30 was he was ever-increasing. And the Greek word here is like, like you would drive a team of horses. I mean, Jesus was driven every day of his life to grow wiser, have more stature and likability with God and with people. Jesus grew more likable every day of his life. Now, guys, I'm a simple man, but I draw two, I draw two conclusions from that verse. The first one is likability is huge. Why else would God put it there? Why would he emphasize that? You know, in all these silent years of Jesus' life, God wants you to know Jesus got more likable every day. The second conclusion is, is it is possible to grow in likability. And that's what I want to share with you for these next three weeks, the importance of growing in likability. Next week, I'm going to talk to you about four secrets likable people know. It is probably one of the most important messages I'll ever deliver because I want to t- take you through four very key elements of your life that will transform your likability factor. And then, you know, two weekends from now, the power being low maintenance. And then last weekend, boost your L factor. I was thinking about what Jesus Went through here as he grew in likability when I crafted this the fourth message of the series. But I I take away those two things. That likability is huge and it's possible to grow in likability. Well, you've seen the worship folder this morning and you know that my message is called Live Likeable. Because you only have so much time left. Maybe it's 70, 80 years. You only have so much time left. I want to encourage you to think about life is so much better when you live likeable. It's better to be likable than not be likable. And let me show you five reasons why. Number one, likable people enjoy life. I could, be somebody, I could be talking to somebody here today, and I meet people like us all the time. They're difficult people, and the reason why they're difficult is they're saying, you know what, if I was likable, people would take advantage of me. Have you ever heard anyone think like that? If I'm nice, people will take advantage of me. So I want to live well, I'm going to be a pain in the neck. And that's what I'm going to do, because I want to live well. I want to tell you something. If you live likable, you will enjoy life so much more. You might not be able to get as much money. You might not. I think you will. I think you'll get more. But I mean, you, you may not. If you don't like reach and grab and take stuff away from people, I really believe you will enjoy life so much more. Today, we hear a lot about a feedback loop. Jesus called it sowing and reaping. Or you may have grown up with the old saying, whatever goes or, you know, go, goes around comes around. But it's so true about likability. If you like people then people are gonna respond to you. I remember years ago, back when I wasn't quite as busy here, I spoke a lot in other churches around the country. And a a minister friend of mine, or a minister in my life, I should say, let me just sort of put that word friend in italics, he would not be a golf buddy, okay, gotta tell you that. Um, He also spoke in churches. This is a difficult guy. And one day we we met each other, I think we were at a conference in Florida or something, and and we sat down to eat and he said, Mark, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He said, well, I speak in a lot of the same churches you speak in. And he said, every time I talk to them, when I go in, I ask them, do you know Mark? And they say, yeah, we know Mark. And and he said, and I I don't say this, I really don't believe I deserve it, but here's what he said. He said, whenever I go into that church, they talk about you, and they talk about how they want you back, and how much they enjoyed you while you were there, and they can't wait for you to come back. And he said, I go there, and they don't like me, and they don't ever want me to come back. Now, here's what he asked me, okay? Remember, we're talking about this feedback loop, because what you give out is what comes back to you. He said, what do you say to them to get them to like you so much? heard Heard the old saying, if you have to ask the price, you can't afford it? That was immediately what came to my mind. I thought, you don't even understand. I can't answer that question. I never think about what I can say to people to get them to like me. I walk on stage whenever I speak to a crowd, and I realize I have 30 seconds to communicate to them that I like them, that I love them. I'm not trying to be liked. I'm just communicating my affection for them as a group and how happy I am that they've asked me to speak to them. That's the feedback loop. Likeable people enjoy life because they like people, and it comes back to them, and they enjoy friendship and closeness and relationships. Number two, the second reason to live likable is that likable people bring out the best in others. You know, I can tell you, if you want to do a test to see whether you're likable or not, I want you to think about how people are around you. When, when, you get around, when you get into a group, do they tense up and lock up, or do they relax? I watched this at McDonald's this week. Two guys ordering at McDonald's. First guy, real intense, kind of brusque, Didn't think the lady behind the counter was going to be able to get his order. He was speaking it in real strong terms. I want to tell you what I want. And I watched this lady. She was just locking up on him. I could see her behind the counter. She was trying to key in his order. And it was like, I can't wait for this guy to give me his order and get out of the way. The next guy had a completely different demeanor about him. He looked up at the menu, and I watched him as he just, before he even said anything to her, he just smiled at her. And I watched her. It's like her whole body relaxed. And she smiled back. And this guy was struggling with his order, but she was helping him. See, likable people bring out the best in others. This is why Jesus was trying to teach us this when he said, whatever you would like for people to do to you, you do to them. It's the golden rule. Here's the one that I believe so strongly in. likable people overachieve. I've been part of organizations before where I saw people who weren't likeable, who were credentialed and had awesome educations. They should have been able to perform at the top of their game. I've also watched people come in that if you look at their resume, you would wonder, why did this person get hired? Because they didn't necessarily have a strong educational background, didn't necessarily have a strong work track record or whatever, but that person would just overachieve. Likeable people overachieve. Do you know why? because people want to be around them you're going to be able to accomplish very very little by yourself if you're going to accomplish great things in any organizations it takes a team what's the old saying there is no i in that's right so i mean if you i mean you saw part of my staff this morning and if you love what happens here at messiah i gotta tell you so much of it is we have an awesome team we have a lot of fun together we like working with each other I mean, we like going into a room and taking something like likable as a series and saying, wow, what can we do to take the message of God and just make it go off the charts? And, and, and what I want you to know is that if you're likable, people are just going to want a piece of what you're doing. They, they want to work with you. They'll, I mean, the, the person may not even be on your team, and you'll say, hey, I don't want to take your time because you've got your own team. And, and, but they're saying, hey, I know, but this is, you know, we're, I just want to work with you for a little while. Likeable people gain support. We live in the information age, don't we? You know, we've always said knowledge is power, and it's true, but it's never been true like it is today because of so much knowledge. And if you're going to be successful where you work, trust me, you're going to have to have a free flow. You're going to have to have a, you're going to have to have a strong bandwidth of information that's flowing into you. But if I'm not likable, if you're not likable, what happens is people don't want to be around us. And so that restricts that bandwidth of information that comes to us. And many people, where they work, they fail because they're just not likable and nobody wants to talk to them and give them essential information that it takes to do the job. So likable people overachieve. I want to say the last two for likable people who are believers in Christ. Because it could be today you're you're here and you're saying, Mark, I'm, I'm not a follower of Jesus. I'm just sort of checking it out. I can tell you, one through, you know, one through three will, will work for you. But the last two are for those of us who are already followers of Jesus Christ. Remember the other day I, I gave you a series called It? And I said it is more important than anything else. It is faith. And faith is about the future. And faith is being positive because God is working on your behalf. Likeable people are people of faith. Likeable people are positive people. You know, I can talk to a likeable person who's having a rotten day, and that person is saying, well, Mark, you know, it's not going so well today, but God's on the throne, and God's at work in my life, and Romans eight twenty eight is still in the Bible, and I don't know how it's gonna work out, but I'm just trusting God. I can talk, about, talk to an unlikable person on a good day, and they can tell me why they know stuff is not gonna work and why it's gonna go wrong. Likable people are people of faith, and they're positive people. Here's the one that I really wanna to get to today because I'm talking to a church. God has put us together, as a group of people to impact our community, likable people, and especially likable Christians, likable Christians draw people into a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, in the last 50 years, we've seen evangelism programs. And I'm not knocking them. I mean, you know, evangelism explosion, it's done some good stuff and faith ministries and other things where you like go to classes and you take classes on how to talk to people about how to be saved and i don't have anything against that i'm for it but i just want to tell you today as a christian christian you have the most powerful tool in the world to reach people for jesus christ and that is letting the likability of christ flow through you because i want to tell you what people don't care what you know until they know how much you care until they know who jesus is. i mean here's the thing you think about the average christian today and i'm not not knocking anybody but i mean m- many churches are not pleasant places to be people endure church and it's like oh man thank god that's over And I went in today and the pastor just reamed me out tried to tell me i wasn't likable or something like that and, and 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 it's like who wants that I, I, I made up my mind this morning. I only want to give you two verses. The first one was about Jesus. The second one is about the early church. You know, we celebrated Easter last week in the resurrection of Jesus. A few days later, you know, the church began, and it started with 120 people. On the day, when the day of Pentecost was over, there were 3,000 new people. A few days later, you know, there were 5,000. Then thousands and thousands, so many people came into the church that they couldn't even count them all. And this happened just within days of the resurrection, Now I want you to listen to what the Bible says about the church. Acts 2, verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, and look at this, church, and enjoying the favor of all the people. Now, I want you to think about this. This is not just that they went to church and they liked each other and it was an old boys club and it was, hi, how you doing? You're looking sharp today. I'm glad to see you at church. We're not talking about getting favor with each other. We're talking about likability within the community. I mean, that's where do you think all these thousands of people came from? I mean, they were people, I mean, Jesus was making a difference in people's life. Remember, Jesus increased in likability every day. These are people who were following him, and they were likable, and they were going out into the community saying, man, you gotta come to my church. He's not gonna believe what's going down. I mean, these, it's the most exciting thing in the world, and the likability of who they were began to resonate with the people in the community. Now, I, wa- I left out a line. Let me read it one more time. This is in verse 47. They were praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily, those who are being saved. Okay. I'm going to get off into a little controversy here. You ready? A lot of people outside the church don't like the church very much. Now, those of us who grew up in, in, in you know, Bible-teaching churches, we can say, well, the reason why they don't like Christian people is because they hate God. And so because they hate God and they know that we take a stand for the truth, that's why they don't like us. How sure of that are you? Or could it just be that Christian people haven't been very likable? I mean, I, I, listen, I, trust me, I'm not trying to make a point out of this in this way, but you know, in the last few years, we've seen Christians get involved in politics man, we're going to pass laws and we're going to make people behave and we're going to put judges on the bench that will make people do right. And and I'm not trying to to swing too far the other direction because as believers you ought to elect people whose values mirror your own. But I want you to think about for a moment what the culture outside our door is hearing. They're hearing, you're ungodly, you're going to hell, but we're going to pass laws and make you behave. It's no wonder that a lot of people outside the church rag-born-again Christians. I think we would be a lot more effective if we loved people and we tried to get them to understand that the power of Jesus is what really transforms us. Because trust me, you're never going to make people good by making rules. How well has that worked with you and me? People transform when they meet the Son of God. And He changes them. And the most powerful tool you have is living out who Jesus is. Every once in a while, you know, we'll have an activity at my home, maybe a, a dinner or something, and we'll invite people over and we'll say, hey, let's get together and we'll have dinner, whatever. And there's, this, there's a question that people ask in that environment, right? What can I bring? If you want to know what, what it means to be truly likable, you think about every situation in your life, and you I don't necessarily tattoo this on you. If you tattooed everything on you, I told you to, you'd just be covering tattoos, right? But just get this question in your head what can I bring? See, here's the deal. Unlikable people want to at least fake likability because they're asking, what can I get out of this? If I make this girl think I really like her, what can I get out of this relationship? If I make my boss think I really like him, maybe I'll get a raise. Maybe if I make the people in my family think I like them, when they die, they'll leave me money. (laughs) That's why the word truly is in our title. Because truly likable people don't ask, what can I get? They ask, what can I bring? What can I bring to my marriage? What can I bring to my kids? What can I bring to my friends? What can I bring to church? What can I bring? Because likable people, they got that plus thing over their heads.